Hello, everyone. My name is Geraldine Dexter. I'm a mental health professional and one of the co-chairs for DPSA's Young Adult Council. Ania Johnson, a mental health advocate and author of Perfect Chaos, joins me today for a discussion about dealing with failed personal expectations. Welcome, Linnea. It's good to have you with us again. Thank you. It's great to be here again. Great. So let's get right to it. I think this is a topic that a lot of us can relate to. I'm sure we've all at one point or another in our lives have had the feeling that we just kind of let ourselves down, which is tough. So, Linnea, do you have a time in your life where you feel like you kind of failed at something? I was thinking about this, and there are a lot of times when I have felt that I failed, but um, (laughs) the most recent one was I applied for a really big job that I really wanted and was really invested in. Um, I put a ton of energy into preparing for the interviews, a lot of time planning the future and thinking about the future. However, this all fed into my anxiety, which eventually fed into my illness. I have bipolar, and that led me to have really bad rapid cycling and get sick. And I ended up rapid cycling for two weeks. Um, So that's something that I hadn't done in like 10 years. I've had depressions, I've had manias, but rapid cycling is a new intense thing that hadn't happened in a long time. And I also, I had had episodes in the last, in recent years, but they had never been this long or this intense. So Mm -hmm. I felt that by getting sick, I had failed. And I felt that I hadn't prepared myself for the stress of the job search and that I'd gotten too wrapped up in the outcome of the job and that it was my Mm -hmm. fault that I got sick. Um, And I'm definitely someone who makes big stories in my head of what's going to happen in the future. And I felt that I had obsessed too much about the idea of the job and that it was my fault that I got sick. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, that's pretty intense. I think we do a lot of us do that. I know when I have something big coming up, I tend to think a lot about what could happen, the possibilities, everything that's, you know, could come from that. And I think part of that is just natural excitement, you know, because you're ready for something Mm -hmm. new to happen. Um, But I definitely can relate to feeling like it's my fault and, you know, from getting sick from it, you've caused these things to happen to yourself. But I think it's important to remind ourselves that it's, it's not your fault, you know, that you got sick. But it's hard because you do feel like, this came from you, so it had to be you, and you failed yourself, and then everything else just kind of stems, stems from that. I mean, like you said, I can think of a million different specific things or times where I feel like I failed as well, um, and kind of a similar thing. I remember when I was getting my master's and in mental health counseling, and I had three days, so I was working two jobs, and I had volunteer things that I was doing and relationships that I was balancing, and I ended up getting a B in one class. And it was the only B that I ever got. But because I'm such a perfectionist, I started getting all this anxiety. Oh my gosh, what if I'm not going to be great anymore? What if I just completely let myself down? I've let my future clients down. This is this is bad. And then I ended up having a lot of anxiety and, and depression because of it. And then again feeling like I got sick. This is my fault. I failed myself that way. And I felt like I had failed the class even though I'd gotten a B. So I think it's hard to have kind of like realistic expectations sometimes. How do you think that you really felt when you feel like you failed? 
what kind of thoughts did you have? Uh, that, that time, I mean, it made me feel horrible. I felt like I was a failure at taking care of myself, which was especially frustrating because in recent years, I really felt like I had figured having bipolar out. And so mm-hmm. um, it was frustrating to feel like I thought I had this figured out. What's going on? And <laughs> yeah. I recently felt like I could learn how to stop these things from happening. Um, mm-hmm. Also, it really affected my level of acceptance, which I think acceptance is kind of, it's kind of a roller coaster anyways, but um, I had, because I had been doing so well, I had really accepted my illness and mm-hmm. dealt with it and was fine having it. But as soon as I got sick again, my acceptance just went downhill and I just had those feelings of it's not fair and why me? And I was once again just like mad at having my illness, which I hadn't been in a long time. Yeah. How do you feel like your acceptance kind of changes over time? Because I feel like that's something that a lot of people who live with mental health conditions will have to deal with is sometimes you're at a point where you're great and you're like, okay, I have this thing and, you know, I feel, you know, that it's something that I can use to empower myself and I have positive experiences from it and I can use it to help others. But then we have those moments where it's kind of catastrophic and it's the worst thing in the world. So how do you, how do you kind of, deal with your acceptance changing a lot well it's interesting because I felt like when I was getting sick more often my acceptance was better than when I'm Mm -hmm. healthy for a long time and then get sick um I just really felt like like when I deal with it all the time it's something that I can recognize and come to terms with but then when I'm healthy for a long time, I just forget I have it. And so it's kind of like getting smacked in the face when you get sick again. Um, <laughs> right. But it's, I mean, it really does get better. Every time is better. Um, mm-hmm. Even though this time I felt like it was worse than times before when I had accepted. I felt like my acceptance was worse this time. It still was better than it ever has been in the past. So it's kind of like stairs going up <laughs> like you know <laughs> right yeah slowly slowly taking a step up at a time sometimes you step back down the stair and then you go up a couple more and then you step back down and then you go up a couple more but you never right. go back to the bottom exactly yeah I think that's the thing that we kind of have to remember I know sometimes when I feel like I've failed myself whether it's through you know, having depression or, you know, I haven't accomplished a goal or something that I wanted to do. It really makes me feel like I'm just not in control of my life or that I'm going to fail forever. I just, I don't know, I tend to be a catastrophic thinker and I just go there. But when things start to change and get better, I feel like, like you said, it's always better than it was. You never kind of get back to that, to that rock bottom. It's always a little bit better, which is, which is nice. Um, Mm -hmm. How do you feel like you come to terms with kind of feeling like you've you've failed yourself? Um, You know, I come to terms with it by talking back to the negative voices in my head. Mm -hmm. So I get these negative voices telling me I'm failing, and then I have to, even though it sounds dumb, just remind myself that – 
that it wasn't solely my fault and that it wasn't my bad planning for getting sick. I remind myself mm-hmm. that this is a growing experience and that I can learn the next time I apply for a job how to better prepare for this. Um, and then in talking back to myself, I also discovered that I actually handled it better than I ever had in the past, the getting sick mm-hmm. again. And I was able to deal with it on my own for the most part, which was new because normally I have to really, really rely on other people. But this time right. I was able to really take care of myself on my own. And so in talking back to myself, I realized, oh, there were actually all these positives that came from this. And it ended up making me kind of proud of myself. And so in the end, I discovered I should be proud of myself for recovering and being strong mm-hmm. and dealing with it instead of mad at myself for feeling like I had failed. I think that it's amazing that you were able to kind of take care of yourself because I know when a lot of times when you're living with a mental health condition, it is hard. You feel like you're, you have to constantly reach out for support and, you know, it's hard to feel like you can kind of get yourself back by yourself. So I think that right there is a major, major accomplishment right there. Um, I feel like I have to ask myself sometimes, what, what is, what is failure? I feel like I have a lot of self-talk and, and dialogue, and I have to – I allow myself to kind of feel whatever the disappointment or the failure is. But I'll tell myself, okay, you've got 30 minutes to be upset about this. You can, you know, <laughs> kick, scream, whatever you need to do. Um, and then after that, like, okay, I need to sit down and I really need to evaluate this. And so for me, when I got that B, was I got a B. I'm, I didn't fail. B is not failing. It may be <laughs> my personal standard that I failed, but yeah. realistically speaking, a B is not failing. <laughs> um, and I'm not going to flunk out of my program and, and things like that. So I had to really kind of step back. And then I thought, you know what? With all the things that I'm balancing right now, getting a B is actually pretty solid. Like, I'm surprised that I did that. So, like you said, you kind of, once you really step back and evaluate the situation, you you end up realizing how strong and resilient you really are, and then it doesn't really look like so much of a failure. I think a lot of times it looks like a failure in that moment, but once you kind of get through all of that murky water and the emotions with that, you really are able to kind of see the experience as a whole and kind of use that, which I think is probably the the best part about that. Um, So what do you do to help you yourself kind of feel like you're actually doing a good job. I'm thinking about this question, and I just realized what I do is it's really cheesy. <laughs> but, um, as long as it works for you. <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't tell anyone this on a podcast. Um, <laughs> what I do sometimes is I actually make a list of my accomplishments, um, and oh, sometimes you. it's like small things like, like doing the laundry. I know that that's like <laughs> not a big deal for some people, but like when I'm really busy or I'm really depressed or stressed out, it's like a really big deal just to do the laundry or make dinner. So mm-hmm. making a list of like, I did the laundry today and I made dinner three times this week and I went for a run and, you know, mm-hmm. I got my work done. Um, so making a list of those accomplishments and then also making a list of the larger accomplishments, like I got my undergraduate degree, I'm in grad school, like stuff like that. Um, 
And also for me, this helps. I don't know if this would help everyone, depending on your job track record, but I also look at my resume and see the things I've done in my work life because I've done a lot and it, it's good to remember that I've actually, I've done a lot and that I have a pretty good resume. So it's looking at like a list of accomplishments and the things mm-hmm. I've done in my life to remind myself that look at all the good things I've done. I know I feel like, you know, I haven't done this. I haven't like, I've, there's so many things I want to do before I'm 30 or like, I yeah. feel like I'm a failure because I haven't done this yet when I'm this age, but making sure that I look at what I have done. I do not think that is cheesy at all. <laughs> I think that's really awesome. Um, and I'm kind of the same way. Like, I kind of give myself, like, incentives based on, like, what I have done. Like, I use this app. It's called Todoist, where you can write down, like, everything that you need to do, and you can separate it into different lists and projects and stuff. And as you check things off, it actually gives you points. And so, awesome. I don't know, I like that, because I'm like, yes, I just earned another point for doing this project. It doesn't, you don't get anything for it, but there's just something about, like, yeah, I accomplished these things, you know. And especially, I really like what you said about looking at your own personal accomplishments. I think sometimes, especially people in our age demographic, you know, we get caught up in comparing our lives to other people, and especially with social media. You can see what everybody else is doing and accomplishing with their lives. And then you look at yours mm-hmm. and you're like, well, everybody's getting married or having a baby. And I'm over here just trying to, like, be well every day, you know? <laughs> so like, yeah. But when you really think about all the things that you have done, um, you start to feel a lot better. And so I think it's important for people to remember that you have to live your life, you know, according to your standards and the things that you want to accomplish. And I know it's hard not to compare yourself to other people, but... You just can't. Comparing yourself to other people, you will, you'll never, you'll always find some way to feel inferior, you know, and feel like you failed or like you're not doing good enough. So it's just, you have to be, you have to live your life for you, you know. But I like yeah, to and I, like, I like to go on vacations or go to a nice dinner or something like that. Just stuff like that to kind of make myself feel better. I think comparison is such a trap I'm so bad about it I always compare myself to other people and then of course you're going to feel like you're a failure because you're always choosing those people that are amazing right like (laughs) you don't compare yourself like we never compare ourselves to like oh look at I'm I'm accomplishing more than Sally you're like look at (laughs) like Susie has like got her PhD and is doing this and this and this and you're comparing yourself to these people that are always going to be like more impressive than you, but yeah. you can't think of it that way, right? Because you don't know their whole story, and they might like they might not have to deal with the things like the fact that you can't get out of bed because you have depression, but you do it every day anyway. Like, right. you know, yeah. it's it's different things. You you just can't compare it to apples and oranges, right? You're so right. You never know what anyone else is going through. I'm sure people probably look at us, you know, you and I both, because we've both accomplished a lot for our age and think, they've got it all together. I don't know how they do that. You know, some of my friends call me superwoman, and I hate when they do that because I'm like, no, it is not a cakewalk. It is not easy to balance all these things and yeah. have sanity all the time, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Definitely. Yeah, I think you just, you really have to be careful of that whole comparison, which is why I try to stay off of social media unless I'm promoting something healthy on there because I'm like, I just, I fall into the trap myself. I'm like, oh man, look at this kid that I went to high school with. They're doing so great. What am I doing? And then it's just, it's downhill from there. You have to watch that. Um, yeah. But I know for myself, one of the things I struggle with is even when I'm doing something great, I can still feel like I'm failing. I mean, do you think that's possible to feel like you're failing even when you're actually doing well? Absolutely. I think it's so easy to judge ourselves. And, for example, while I was in the midst of that episode, all I could think about was that I was failing and that it was my fault. I couldn't see the full picture and recognize how I was actually handling it because I was so stuck in the bad feelings and the fear and the worry that I couldn't realize that there was a positive side. And I couldn't see that, like, oh, my gosh, I was able to go to work, like, five of the 14 days, and, like, that was a big deal. Or I was able to let my supervisors know that I couldn't make it to work and I was really responsible. And, you know, I wasn't looking at all the good things that I was doing and, the fact that I handled it like a pro, I just, I couldn't see that because I was so stuck in the negative. Right, yeah. No, I think that's especially why it's important to just put little teeny tiny things that we take for granted on a regular basis. Go, I went to work, I took a shower today, I, you know, pulled myself together, I didn't have a meltdown while I was at work. You know, I think especially when you have a mental health condition and you're going through a tough time with it, it's important to kind of give yourself credit for those things because those things, no matter how small or insignificant they seem in, a, in the grand scheme of things, they can be really hard to do sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. They can be really, really hard to do. So I think just kind of giving yourself credit for the little things. I think when we make goals and we have these expectations, we always look at the biggest part of the picture, you know, I'm going to be a doctor one day. And then if we fail somewhere small in there, it's like, I ruined the whole thing. It's like, no, you didn't, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, I think we have to look at things. You have to break our goals and our expectations and our dreams. You have to break those things down into smaller tasks. It's not you just wake up one day and you're, you know, the president. You have smaller goals. <laughs> you have to need to get there. <laughs> yeah. You have to start over those. I'm such a catastrophizer, too, that, like, like, if I don't do one small goal, I do, I'm like, oh, this is going to ruin the whole path. And <laughs> and I, like, create, like, larger and larger and larger problems that are going to come from this one tiny mistake. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's cutting that off and stopping and being like, okay, so I made a mistake here, but that's where it ends. Like, it might have some repercussions, but it's not ruining the whole path. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I think it's a matter of learning to kind of be flexible. Because, I mean, we, I don't know about you, but I plan things. I'm a very structured person, or at least I try to. I'm trying to be a structured person. but And I get so upset because I will plan my day down to the minute on my Google Calendar. And then if something gets thrown off or something, somebody's late or something just happens and nothing goes as planned, then I'm like, the whole day is, the whole day is not ruined. You know, something got knocked off of schedule. That doesn't mean the day is ruined. It's really just kind of about how we think about how we think about things, really. 
and how we right. view, you know, what we're doing. Because I can go through the, I can still go through the same day and get everything else done that I needed to get done. But I still, for a moment, will freak out and think everything's ruined, and then the rest of my week is ruined. The whole month is ruined. I'm off track for the year, and it's crazy because we just blow it up and create these disasters in our head. And it's hard to stop mm-hmm. yourself. Oh, it's very hard, and it's taken me a lot of counseling to get to the <laughs> point where I, I can stop myself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like to think of it as like being on a train because they're, you know, they go super fast. And it's like your thoughts are like that. You start with one little teeny tiny thought and then you just, you're just going and going. And it's just kind of learning to slow yourself down and kind of have that conversation with yourself. And a lot, I feel like allowing yourself to kind of feel the fear and anxiety and the disappointment. I feel like all of that to an extent is good for you. Like you have to kind of feel those things in order to be able to push yourself through and recognize your strengths and recognize your limitations. But the thing is you just can't get caught up in those things. Mm -hmm. So for you, how do you overcome feeling like you've just failed? I overcome it by taking a step back. Um, I don't always recognize that I need to do that. But by looking at the big picture and, you know, this didn't just come from me taking the initiative. This also comes from family and friends helping me see it. So mm-hmm. it's having a good support network that can remind me, um, you know, to look at the big picture. And because sometimes you just get stuck in that tiny pinpoint of pain that you see through, you know, and nothing else exists. And so mm-hmm. it's really I ask my family and friends to remind me of what's happening in the big picture. And, you know, they can remind me that, like, look at how well you're doing. I know you feel like this right now, but you were strong. And even though you're sick and you wanted to hurt yourself, you didn't. Um, you know, they remind me that I was talking to my doctors and, like, taking initiative there. And they allow me to see that, like, no, this isn't the end of the world, you know, like, just because for me, when I got sick, I was like, oh, my gosh, this means I can never apply for any grown-up jobs. And, you know, just the act of applying for a grown-up job made me sick, and I I can't have a career now, and my whole life is ruined. And so, yeah, you know, it took my family and friends to be like, you know, this is just one time and it's going to be hard, you know, applying for jobs, but now the next job you apply for, you're going to be better prepared for and right. you'll you'll know the tricks to take care of yourself so this doesn't happen again. And even if it does happen again, you just try again and you, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I think that that is the pretty much the ultimate message is really if, if you fail one time, it's not the end of the world. It just means that Sure, things might look a little bit different in the future, you know, but it's not, it doesn't, and I, I think a lot of times when we say it, we take it super personally and make it all about, you know, it defines us as a person. It becomes me as a whole, you know, I'm a failure, I'm not good at anything, I whatever. And it's not true. It's just, you failed at one thing. It doesn't define every single other thing about you because as a person, we're all so many different things. That would be terrible if, you know, you failed at one thing and it just was, it said something about you as a whole. But 
I think that's right. why it's really important to have a great support network. I mean, it's great to be able to take care of ourselves too, but no man is, you know, alone island. We, we always, we need other people and we need support and things like that. So I think that is great, you know, and I think for me, it gets easier as I get older and as I put more of a conscious effort into it, such as I have to constantly remind myself that I'm not perfect. I've always been a perfectionist, always. I don't even know where that came from. I wish I could get rid of it, but it never goes anywhere. But I feel like for me personally, I just kind of tell myself at the end of the day, even if it wasn't the best day or didn't go how I wanted it to go, that everything turned out as perfect as it could for that day, you know, because Mm -hmm. it could have been worse or something else could have happened. But it may not have been perfect to my, you know, how I wanted it to be, but it was as perfect as it could be. And then, Tomorrow is another opportunity, you know. And I also remind myself, you know, yeah, today sucked, but there's always tomorrow. Yeah. You know, today today might have been the worst day of your life, but tomorrow could be a totally different day. You know, there's always one more day that's gonna get that's gonna change and be different. That you can do things differently, and other people are gonna do things differently, and. There's no way it's going to turn out the same way. So it's just one step at a time for me, like really taking it one day at a time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've never woken up and had the same exact day two days in a row. So, I mean, it's always yeah. kind of exciting, you know, to know that the next day, okay, I can I can try again and maybe things will be more awesome, you know. Um, how do you think you feel about failure now with, all of your life experiences and everything that you've been through, what are what are your thoughts about failure? I think failure is really like a mindset that we have that we can get out of and that, yeah, we might not always win or we might not always do a good job or be the best, but I think we need to remember that if we don't succeed, it's always something we can learn from and grow from. And it's really there's multiple sides to it. It's like, yes, we may not have succeeded in the way we wanted, but we can make this into something that's a learning process and that helps us succeed in the future. Um, And for me, instead of seeing it as as a failure, seeing it as something I can grow from, it helps me see it as more of a positive. Like each time that I don't succeed, it's something that I can, that makes me better and stronger and, makes me succeed more in the future and it's something I can analyze and see if I can do anything differently or what I can take away and maybe the takeaway is just realizing that you don't want to do that thing again or maybe the takeaway is realizing that you can gain more skills from learning about it and then do the same task and succeed next time. So there's lots of takeaways we can gain when we don't succeed. And so seeing it not as a failure, but as a place to grow. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. You know, once you're able to kind of look at the situation as a whole and kind of so you learn about your, you learn a lot about yourself when, when you fail. Um, I kind of tell myself, and I'm not exactly sure who said this quote, but the quote is expectations are premeditated resentments. So for me personally, I take that and apply that to my life in that I just try not to have expectations about things anymore. I feel like when I have an expectation, I've developed exactly how this thing is going to happen, and I'm stuck on that, and that's what I'm looking for. And if it's anything other than that, then I'm disappointed and I'm let down and it's a failure. 
And so instead, I tell myself that I'm not going to have expectations, but I'm just going to have goals. You know, I'm aiming for something, and if it doesn't turn out that way, okay, I can always restructure a goal. I can always change how I'm going to get there and just learn to be flexible with that. And so I feel by like by telling myself that I'm having ex- goals instead of expectations that I'm allowing myself to be more flexible in my mindset and, you know, the way that I go about things, the way that I approach things. But I try to, with every situation, like you said, just kind of step back, analyze it, evaluate it, and, and see what can I take away from this? What did I learn that's, you know, good? What did I learn that I should probably should not ever try to repeat ever again? It's really kind of all about how you kind of just conceptualize where you're going and what it is that you're trying to do. So that's, right, that's kind exactly. of how I felt how I myself, yeah. Well, Anya, I thank you so much for joining us again for this podcast. Um, do you have any final thoughts or anything that you want to leave with our listeners about dealing with personal and failed expectations? I think like we were just saying, use it as a growing tool. Use it as a tool to help you learn about yourself and learn about what is healthy for you and what is good for you and and how you can turn it into something to learn from. Beautiful. I love that. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, and we will be talking to you very soon for our next podcast as well. So I'm excited for that. Great. Thank you, Jalen. Thanks, Lydia.